Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Hey Corner Crew podcast. I am your host, JJ Lang. With me, as always, is my co-host. You know him. You love him. Nate, the little goon foss. Nate still hates the intro. He just won't admit it again. With us today is a very special guest. With us, you may know him from the RIT Discord server. If you're, not, if you're not in that already, you may have seen him at men's home games, women's home games, baseball games. Who knows where you might have seen him? We have with us RIT's own resident rulebook reading statistician, Dan the Statman Scully. Hey, for Dan. Uh, Dan was also basically sworn to secrecy because he figured out we were doing this months ago and he was told he could not tell anybody. We practically <laughs> held him at gunpoint for a while, but now he can talk about it because he's here. So, woo-hoo. <laughs> um, Dan, just in case anybody for some reason doesn't know who you are, um, you could just tell everybody a little quick bit about yourself just so people kind of are familiar with what you do. So, I work for... Um the athletic communications department and I'm one of their statisticians. Uh, as JJ said, I'm known to tote rule books around. Sometimes they come in handier than you might think. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I've also written for the last couple of years on, uh, another friend of the three of us, Tommy Kane's blog for the women's team. Which is exactly why Dan is here today, because we are going to be discussing uh, the upcoming women's season. Uh, their season starts, uh, officially it starts October 7th at, well, no, they have a game before that, don't they? They have two series yes. before that. So well, their first official home game is October 7th, but there is an exhibition game on September the 17th against PSU. So that's why we're doing this now. Um, we're doing a, a really kind of in-depth women's RIT women's hockey season preview. And for Dan, he's like, like he said, he's written a lot of stuff about the women's team. So it made perfect sense to have Dan on, um, to help us go over that. Um, so just to start things off, let's go over some real quick things for the past season. Um, the RIT women's hockey team, their record last season was two twenty-seven and four counting the playoffs. Uh, they finished the standings in fifth place and for their playoff run, they defeated Lindenwood 6-4 in the quarterfinals before losing to Syracuse in the semifinals in an overtime matchup that ended in 3-2, which many of you may remember was a pretty big game because we streamed it in Discord. I don't care that the NCAA or everybody might hear about that. It doesn't matter to me. And there was a lot of people in there watching, and that was pretty cool. Um, the team's leading scorer also was Emma Rowland, who was 9-9-18. So, pretty big right there. Um... I think the glaring stat off the bat is the team's record, um, which I guess we can talk about that first and kind of how they went out throughout the season before we get into some other specifics. Anybody can start. Yeah. Uh, we're fans. We're passionate fans, but we're also honest fans. It can't get much worse no. this year. Um, it was nice to see it kind of come together at the end. I mean, it's not like they weren't in games the whole no, way through. They didn't get destroyed. I mean, like they were competitive. Couple, couple one, two goal losses. I mean, a lot of how many games were tied going into the third period? Oh, too a many. Bunch, way third. too many. I don't. Have I, re- stat I walked in front out of me, GPC. but it was a lot. There was a lot. I walked out of GPC way too many times, thinking that was the one. And thank God, Different. senior night was the first one where the streak finally that got was, snapped. That was I that was God. fun. I thought Dan Scully was going to jump out of the press box. 
I don't typically use the express elevator. Yes. We do also have to bring up that all three of us were present at Syracuse for the Lindenwood win in the quarterfinals. We all three of us were there watching that game, and that was that was a great game. That was, was the most fun I had of the women's game. That was one of my yeah, favorite games so, from last year, period. Fun, fun quick story. Uh, Kennedy Ice Pavilion is absolutely horrible. It stinks. Um, Syracuse's home rank. Um, the scoreboard is like from the 60s. Damn, but so I looked bad. at Dan Scully. <laughs> I said, this scoreboard is ugly. And when uh, when we scored to make it 6-2, this guy looks at me and he goes, Nate, that scoreboard is looking a lot better right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> um I don't think Dan Scully's one corner crew appearance. There needs to be more. There will be more. We know for a fact. There better be more. Um, I was at Syracuse for the semifinal too. You guys just couldn't make it. Okay, Mister. I live in Syracuse. In, in our defense, twenty minutes we did away. Get stuck in a snowstorm and couldn't get there, and that's why we were streaming it. So there is that. But yes, you were there. For the <laughs> and it was also a noon game. Yeah, that was brutal on a Friday. That was not. Whoever scheduled these this the women's games should just be fired because stop putting the games at like noon or one o'clock. Nobody can get there. We have them in class. And Nate, don't you dare tell people to skip class again like you did last week. No, don't do that. Skip class. Don't do that. Thank you, Dan. Um, but I mean, obviously the Hockey's record is more important. The the, the, <laughs> the team's record last year was it was rough. Um, they were, obviously they were two and twenty seven, but. They did. They beat Lindenwood twice, so you got to give them that. Do I think their record's going to be like that again this year? Absolutely not. They're going to be a lot better this year. I can. I think they're going to be really good. Honest to God, I think what we have, well, we have good. We have in place to be successful. And you look at it; they had thirteen newcomers last year, twelve freshmen and transfer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's another big part of it, like the competition from high school or prep school, whatever the girls are playing, yeah. into Division One college hockey. Like, let's be honest, they have the pro leagues for women's hockey, but college hockey probably is the highest level on the women's side of the sport. Yep. So it's yeah. it's a big transition. And CHA, it's a tough league. There's, I mean, everybody, anybody can beat anybody in, that, in this league. And the... And, I mean, they started off with Colgate, who was a national championship contender going into this year. That was brutal. And then a bunch of good teams all the way down the schedule. They did not have an easy game no. at all last year. No. And but I think a lot of teams walked out of games against us saying, wow, that was not as easy as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Which you can take pride in that. I mean, and now you have a full year under your belt. You know what to expect this year. I'm also going to say, only go uphill. nobody thought we were going to get as far as we did in the playoffs. I think every, I think everybody, even probably some people at RIT thought we were going to go in there and just get beat and be done. And then they, Abby Davies had a freaking hat trick. She, three goals helped us, carried us to win that game. And then they went to overtime against Syracuse, who ended up winning the title. It's like, they didn't go down easy. Like they fought. They, the were, one, they were one shot away from going to the championship game and they would have played Mercyhurst, who they played pretty well played all pretty year well against them. Well, and I think a lot of the other teams didn't think about just because the record was quite frankly ugly at the beginning of the season didn't mean that the team didn't improve. Anyone that was 
at GPC regularly saw that they got better every game. Oh yeah, I mean, who's there? Chances were there this, this all wasn't year. A, this wasn't a team that end. just rolled over and that just rolled over and died. Like they, they were in it. They they never once were like, you know what? Forget it. We're done. Like we're not going to do it. No, they fought. They kept going. Like and you got to give them credit for that. Like I think a lot of people like playing on a team where you don't win a game for that long would have just thrown in the towel and been done. All right, better luck next year. These girls didn't do that. They just they kept fighting, and you got to give them credit for that. Like a hundred percent, they were a tough team to play against. Well, the the tie at home against Penn State, Abby Davies scored with less than sixteen seconds yeah. left. We were at that. That game was awesome. Oh my god! I can't I remember, believe I missed that one. I remember th- that it was, was the work. game where the men's team had a game afterwards, and they came out and were sitting behind us watching, and I'm like. Because Tommy Kane is sitting there, sitting there looking at me, going, "Dude, we got to get them down here." And I'm like, "There's no shot; they're coming down." But like, they they were with no. us. Like, yeah, it was a great game to be at just to cheer them on. Um, so going into some more details, uh, we, there were some graduates that we did lose this year. Um, Abby Davies, Jordan Marchese, Taylor Sims. That's a hit. Like, no matter what you look at it, that's a hit losing them. I think that's Jordan true. especially because she was a real leader for that team. Um, I think I'm that not was, three. That's what I was gonna say. I think. You lose a lot of leadership in those three. All three I of mean, them leaders. All three of them could have worn the C for oh, the yeah. team, I think. And then I know Celeste gave it to Jordan, but I think Abby and Taylor especially could have all they all three of them could have had C's on their jersey. Yeah, absolutely and, they could have. Um and I think they all led by example, which was you know, they especially someone like Taylor Sims who had one point all year, but she had hundred and four block shots. That's yeah. that's that that's you, leading by example, and that's what you have to do to try and win hockey games. I mean, you can't replace 104 blocks. That's hard. No, um, considering the other departing. Nobody player, else was really even close. We had two other departing players. Uh, Taylor Leoto. She went transfer portal, right? Yeah, that's where she ended up. Right. I think she Did ended she up sign at anywhere? a Canadian university. Oh, where did she go down? Queens, I think. Also, New York City, then. Uh, no, Canada. No, oh, Canada. Canada. I'm sorry. Um, and then Zoe is it? Lorai. Lorai. Okay, because I, I don't want to pronounce her name wrong on accident. Uh, so those two also left. Um, Taylor was pretty good. She was a very good goalie. I mean, I, I know Sarah Coe gets a lot of the credit because she was putting up numbers last year, but. Taylor was a very valuable member of the team, so losing her is good. I mean, she's going to be tough to replace, also. Well, Leota set the the Division One era record for saves in a game when they took the trip up to Minnesota. She oh, made yeah. sixty five saves. The previous D one era record for us was Allie Bennington in double overtime in CHA tournament. Yeah, Leota did it in, in, in a regulation length yeah. game, which is insane. Yeah. So. Against a national championship contender. Yeah. It's, right. That game could have easily been 18, 19, nothing. Yes. Yeah. It could have and been an absolute slaughter. Those are half those girls are going to play for their national teams in, yeah. in the future. It's kind of crazy. And um, she made, she was unbelievable. I just remember I saw the score and then I saw the stats and it was. It's, it's, I think you lose that, you lose that, um, that safety net behind Sarah, but I mean, it's time for Emma, Emma Stephan to step up and fill that role. Yeah. I mean, next man up. 
or next woman up in this case. Um, there you go. But uh, I mean, I mean, the three seniors we lost—that's that's brutal. I mean, Abby won. She was the fans' choice player for last season. I can't remember a game where she didn't absolutely obliterate someone into a wall. Like, <laughs> I voted for her because of that. I'm like, I'm a prob- I am a very much big proponent of the women's players should be allowed to check people. I think everybody should. I don't. I, don't, I know Dan might not have totally hundred percent agree with me on that. I've been debating. There's them. there's I'm, argument on both sides. I'm on, we can have that I'm debate another day. I'm we, for checking. I could I could go into that debate for an hour, which we don't have that hour. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> Dan pulled up an interesting stat before when we were getting started. Like, if you want to bring up the the penalty stat. That we were, I we were think that was Nate. Well, no, Nate did. Sorry, the the penalty she led the team in penalty minutes. But the other thing about misconducts and minors. Oh yeah, that was uh, the fact that we didn't commit a single major penalty, the ten minute misconduct or a game misconduct is rare in hockey. So I mean, the the team was disciplined in other areas but i mean they did take 129 penalties last year which is it's brutal something else we can go over but and some of that's from just you get you get sloppy when you get tired and when you're defending as long as they were last season and any given yeah they were i think that's where like you get you get tired and then you put teams on the power play and they score those goals in the third period and the game gets away from you yeah it's not – you can't be taking penalties in third period, which I also think that's another thing. This team's coming in probably better condition because they didn't have – they maybe necessarily didn't have a real off season last year mm-hmm. versus totally this year tough. we're returning pretty much the entire roster. Minus – yeah, minus so, like four, four or five. Four or five. So you – they know what to expect. They know what Celeste expects coming in and – yeah, that's it's nuts. Um, returning players, let's talk about that real quick. I think Emma Rowland is the standout. I mean, she obviously led the team in goals last year, which is fantastic. Um, but she was a force to be reckoned with out there. Like she played, she had a fantastic season. She's probably the team MVP favorite coming in. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think she's going to fill the scorer's role. That. It's being left by Abby Davies graduating. Mm-hmm. I mean, she already nearly did. Abby had 11 goals, so, and Emma had more points, so. Um, another it's, big tough when, it's tough when your leading point getter only has 18 goals. Yeah. It, that pretty much, if you didn't even look at the record, you could look at that and say, like, this team probably didn't win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you got out. You got outscored last year, almost three to one. Which is yeah, rough. it's not the other good. big. <laughs> the other big returner, I think we can't not pass up is Sarah Coe. Um, she obviously dominated in net, um, in goal. She was insane. Obviously, she had. There was some stat the AHA was posting about. She had like career saves. Like she's a freshman, she's already like top five and out of active goalies in AHA for career saves right now, which is imp- super impressive. Yeah, she's third with eight eight seventy nine. Is that what we said? I think it was. That's what I got. And it's all the all the other goalies surrounding her on the list are like 
they've been around for three or four like years Ariel already. DeSmet. Who is going to be back at Syracuse and is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I mean, she was she was terrifying to go up against. But, like, we, you, you, like, like, we play Syracuse and I'd sit there like, you know, you're scared that we got, um, you know, you we're scared that you get people like that, like an Ariel DeSmet in there. And then you sit there and deal with, uh, like, the fact that they have a killer offense. But you look at us and you're like, but we've got Sarico. Like, we, we've, we're fine. Like, and that we're good. Goalie's always a spot where people get freaked out really quickly. Um, but it's not, like, we have a strong goaltender. I would have liked to see Leota stay because she's a nice safety net. But Sarico is more than capable of maintaining her role as, like, the brick wall that she became. And I think, you know, some of her stats are hard to look at just because you can't face that many shots and not let a bunch in. Um, And a lot of people would probably say, a lot of people looked at me funny last year when I said the defense isn't bad. No, it was the breakout. The breakout just, they couldn't, by the time they got the puck out, they had to dump and change and the the opponents were coming on another rush like, and it kind of got stuck have, in have a rut. tank of steam in them. Like, it's like, you can't, you, you can't expect, you, you can't expect people that are like, you know, half charged to go out there and play a plus effort all day long. It's just, it's, 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 it's impossible, especially with hockey, with the, amount of, with the amount of movement and concentration your body goes through to like stay balanced and move around. It's tough. Um, but any other returners that you guys want to talk about, those were the two ones that I wanted to bring up for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Athena is Donnie. She's she showed glimpses last year um, that she could be that Abby Davies player. Um, I mean, she five goals, eight assists. She was third on the team in points with thirteen. She. I don't she's think she scored an of a shot. Too. I don't yeah, think she, she scored an ugly goal. Her five goals. I think I don't think any of them are ugly goals. So that was. It's nice to see. I think Mia Silamos is another one. She's. I was going to bring her up, actually. I almost forgot about her. She's going to be yeah. a force to be reckoned with. Well, she, all, was also, she, was all, she was all over the ice last year, and not in a bad Fourth, no. fourth in the nation in blocks as a sophomore? Yeah, that's I mean, insane. What? <laughs> but, Dan, how many What, what, have, what sophomore is going out there blocking 85 shots? Exactly. Like, that's what right. Like, you, had, you, you don't see that often. It's usually the seniors, the leaders on a team leading by example. And I mean, she did as a sophomore. I, I would not be surprised if she had a letter this year and, on her jersey, whether it's an A or a C. And to bring, your, to bring back, I forget who made the point about the defense, Dan's put about the defense not being bad. You got Taylor had a, Taylor Sims had 104 blocked shots. Mila Silamos has 85. That's, that's impressive. That's not bad defense. That's good defense. No matter which way you look at it. And I think, one other returner to look at too is uh, Kylie Aquaro. I yes. think, I think she's going to end up being the playmaker that helps get Vasdani and um, and Roland goals. She could be the assist machine. Exactly. Yeah, one more, Jamie Nolan. She only played in ten games last year, but in the ten games she was in, she made a difference. Was, she, was, was, she was injured most of the year, wasn't she? She was out. Yeah, she was out for most of the year. Yeah, um, um, she really, she had a really really good freshman year yes, right before she did. the pandemic. 
Yeah, she Very did. Well. So it was kind of a, it was a tough, it was tough to see her out of the lineup a lot last year, but mm-hmm. hopefully she bounces back this year as another solid campaign and helps the team win. Honestly, at this point, like the pieces are there. I think the experience is now there. I think the pieces are there. They've had, it's hard. It's rare when a young team has playoff success. Like, After losing like so said, many games that they did during yeah, the season. Right. So you, right. you got to think like this team knows how to win and they know how to win those tight games. They, I will tell you what, that Linda, the, the first win on senior night was, it was, <laughs> I think Lyndon would had the puck for most of the third period. <laughs> I'm still so, so I mean, incredibly they know how to, mad. They, they learned how to close out a game, and it's – we'll see. It's, I think the the pieces are there to maybe have a better year. And who knows? Like I said earlier, anybody in the CHA can beat anybody. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it'll be good. All right, so switching over to newcomers now because we, we, we got a bunch of transfers and we did get some new incoming freshmen. Um, obviously we got Amy Dobson over from Penn State. That was probably the most notable one. Yeah, she's 11 points last year. Two goals played for Celeste for freshman year. So definitely probably well, why Celeste she came was over. at Penn State. So that's could be part of it. Maybe she enjoyed playing with Celeste, playing for Celeste. Um, who knows? Maybe she, it seems like she didn't get a lot of opportunity last year for the Nittany Lions over there. So maybe... Maybe depending on where she fills in in the lineup here, she could be could be a good good addition to the team. And it'll be could, an interesting. Could have, a, could have a veteran too. Yes, and it'll be an interesting. Oh, it'll be an in, freshman. It'll be an interesting start seeing her uh, her first game as a Tiger be against Penn State on the seventeenth. That will be. I don't want to say a revenge tour because it's not, but like we're gonna label it a revenge tour for fun. We're labeling it a revenge tour. <laughs> <laughs> Because corner crew is biased. <laughs> yes. What biased? No, no never. <laughs> no, what? What are you talking about, that? Dan? Aren't you one of us? I did. <laughs> uh, I'm your eye in the sky. That's right. Dan is the eye in the sky from the press box. Dan sees all. Well, your face, Nate. Your face. You went from smiling to just straight face in like two seconds. <laughs> I just. I don't know why. That's a weird side. Weird t- side tangent. Um, um, the other, in, the incoming freshmen, obviously I know Nate, you had a problem finding stats for them. Prep schools need to put out stats. <laughs> this dude looked <laughs> for, for like an hour, couldn't find anything. Um, um yes, sorry, yeah, ahead. I mean, at least starting with the forwards, Lexi Sung from the Washington Pride out of DC, she had 66 points in 61 games, so... And 47 of those were assists. So she's another one of those playmakers to kind of go along with Kylie. Um, maybe she's a feeder. She can feed the puck. And... I mean, can you imagine how many points we someone, someone like an Emma Rowland will end up with with people like that just dumping stuff their way the whole game? Oh, can't wait. Point so machine. They like, connect on the passes, though. That's... Yeah, obviously, but still, if she can do that. That was one of my bigger pet peeves from I the mean, team. Year, but. I mean, if she can have 66 points in, what was it, 61 games, like, I'll take that all yeah. day long. Um, anybody else have known? I mean, we, we obviously have a new goalie coming in to fill the void that's being left by Taylor Leota. Uh, yeah. Sophia Bellino from Culver Academy, a pretty prestigious prep school here in the U.S. Um, 32 games played, 
a 1.96 goals against and a 9.68%, which if you understand goalie stats at all, that's absolutely insanity. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's pretty good. So who knows? I mean, it's a totally different game from who she was playing against at prep school to Division One college hockey. Who knows? Sometimes those numbers don't always transfer over. It'd be nice if they would. That's fair. That way we got a pretty good one-two punch between the pipes, between... Uh, Sarah and Sophia. Mm-hmm. So. Or Emma Stephen. Who know? Or Emma Stephen. Sorry. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And I think it's. I think going into camp, it's one of those years where it's Sarah's net to lose. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. knows she's she's the starter coming in, but if she has a rough camp, who knows? It could be. You never know what will happen. I'm I'm sure we'll see all three of them on the 17th. And oh yeah, honestly, I'm sure all three will get a game at the start of the year. We. I mean, there's. Six, eight, ten, ten non-conference games before our first conference game. Man. It just makes them in. That's a lot. Give them some experience. That's, right? It's a lot of opportunity for these for the girls to step up. Ice time is never a bad thing. Nope. And never. I I can't let the goalies go by without mentioning Emma has had a six set of pads before this year. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know if you guys oh, have yes. seen the yes, new ones. Yes, we did. They are I, amazing. Those are them on the sick. Instagram story. Those are the brick wall. Not even the fact that RIT is full of bricks. Just the goalie aspect of it is sick. But then adding the bricks for campus, it's absolutely. I'm nice. gonna say something that's gonna make a lot of people mad. I don't care what Tommy Scarfoni's gear looks like this year. Sarah Co has the app. Was it? No, it's. I'm sorry. Emma has the best-looking pads out of anyone on both teams. I don't care what anyone says. She has the best goalie pads, She's. I will say, I've seen a lot of pads at RIT. (laughs) I've been around a long time, and those are the best I've ever seen. Shout-out to Emma for having those done, because those are... Like, the only way any other goalie could, like, beat that, in my opinion, is if you put my head on one of them. (laughs) The only way I (laughs) like them more is if my face ends up on one of your pads. But it's weird, so don't do that. (laughs) Just don't do that. Put the Corner Crew logo somewhere (laughs) in your helmet. That would be sick. I would love that more than that. But, like, the brick wall pads, oh, my God, that was insane. Some some of the Penn State goalies put their student section logo on the back of the mask. So I need... To any of the RAT goalies who could possibly listen to this, if you could put this, what way am I going? <laughs> Why don't you duck? If you could put Just this duck. on your logo, <laughs> on your pat, on your helmet, that'd be sweet. We would very much appreciate that. Max can whip something up, I bet. There we go. Um, so, moving on now to the schedule. Let's talk, Nate. We already kind of touched on a little bit. There's what you said. You said there's ten non-conference ten. games before ten we have our first conference. That's a lot. Eight of them on the road, though. Can I also just say... Which is, that's not a bad thing, though. I mean, it gets the team together. Yeah. Team bonding. Obviously, they see each other every day, but, you know, between class and living situation, you're not all together all at once. I think on the road, I mean, what, they probably leave Thursday. So they're on the bus Thursday. They're in the hotel. They're at the rink. And then they, they're pretty much on the bus, at the hotel, and at the rink. Well, they're on the road. Right. So. I'm also going to say it's real not quick, necessarily a bad thing, but I'm also going to say a quick blunt statement. Our schedule sucks this year. Two thirds of our games are away. That's garbage. Some of that's payback for how many non-con games we had at home last year. That's uh, we, yeah. We were we were spoiled last year, and it's it's the same way with the men's schedule this year. We have a lot of home games. Nineteen for the men home games. This year. So. 
That's a lot. It kind of makes up for it. I'd rather have it be a little more balanced. But... Now let's talk about sp- schedule-wise. It's, it's only 11 home games. Like schedule-wise, let's talk about some notable games that I think are going to be big, especially on Corner Crew side of things that we're all looking forward to. No, we're keeping the one a secret. <sighs> we talked about it <laughs> before keeping... in the last no. episode, though. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we did. Yes, you did. <laughs> we met, I brought it up, and you were like, "Yeah, let's go." And you brought it. You you were cheering, and I'm hyping the it. The one up. in the one in December. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. we talked all about right, it. Well, all right, we'll mention it then. So before, so there is a game October 27th at Tenity at Syracuse. Um, at the ten it was Thursday night. Why Thursday is it a night? Thursday? I don't know. Let's go. We're going to that. That's a quick one. That's like what two, hour and a half, two hour drive. Hour and a half. That'll hour and a half. Yeah. Not With even, me driving, we'll get there in an hour. Maybe two if you're. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, you gone through downtown Syracuse on the, on the six ninety interchange? It's going to be an hour and a half. I mean, unless you're like grabbing. That's why we're not going that way. Like two or three, <laughs> which you're, at that point it's just you. And um, go another ten miles out of your way, Nate. <laughs> hey, hey, I know where I'm going. I know better than you. <laughs> you can't Man's tell. I'm from the Syracuse area. Hey, hey. In fact, I've Syracuse. got... Just, Back here is a piece of the old Carrier Dome roof I have hanging on the wall. Oh, that is sick. Now I'm going to find your house and steal it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other, I think, away games, there's that one. Obviously, that's an easy one to get to. The other one... Same is, thing on January 27th, too. Oh, yep. oh yeah. There's another, there's another one. There's yeah. no men's game that night at GPC, so... We're that all could be a That could be a trip. There's no... Dan Scully's coming to that one. Dan's coming to, Dan's <laughs> coming to this next one. He's too. coming He's, to both of them. Dan's coming to this third one, too, because Dan and I have kind of nicknamed this Mega Trip. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Dece- <laughs> December the 3rd... Is probably going to be the single greatest day in the history of quarter crew traveling. And ECH, if you're watching this, you better prep your Instagram story because we're going to be on it multiple times. There is a women's game at Mercyhurst at two o'clock p.m. that Saturday. That Saturday, October the third. Later that night, December. So yeah, sorry, December third. Sorry, December third is when that game is. On that same Saturday, at seven o'clock p.m. The men's team is taking on Canisius, which means we as a collective corner crew are taking a squad, a big group, down to Mercyhurst to watch the women's team play and then going back up an hour and a half to Canisius to watch the men at the Harbor Center. Dan Scully will be there. It's on the way games. home. On the way you home. I will, I will be the there if I'm not needed home. for basketball. Which we're going to make sure you're not needed you. for basketball by finding <laughs> someone to fill in for you. We're kidnapping you. We're going to kidnap Dan Scully. Dan Scully might go I'm missing. I'm tying right? you up and putting you in the trunk. <laughs> With the whiteboards and the letters. Yeah. Um, but that game at Mercyhurst is going to be awesome because one of the things I know that Nate and I were kind of bummed about last year was the fact that there really weren't any away games for the women's team that we could get to without skipping home games for the men, which stunk a lot. Which we try to avoid skipping home games for either team. Yes. Because we, we really that's, do. you know, it's kind of sucky. 
It, it would be crappy for us to drive three hours to watch the women play if the men are at home. Like, obviously, they we're home, and we should give them vice support. Vice versa. And vice right. versa, of course. We shouldn't we shouldn't be skipping men's women's home games to go away to the men. Um, but those games, at least in my opinion, those are the three standouts, those three away games, because those are going to be, like, just awesome trips where we're... I mean, we're going to take over those three arenas. Like... I, I'm confident in saying we will take over Syracuse twice easily and we will end up taking over Mercyhurst as well. Um, I really don't see those games being a, a, a situation where we're getting like out yelled by fans. Like there's no way that'll happen. Um, another big thing on the schedule too is, yeah, we have a lot of away games at the start of the year, but February half of our home games, six of our last nine games are at home, yep. which that's huge. Is big, especially if, you know, say the standings are really close and you're playing for seeding at that point in the playoffs. I mean, it could be that makes a difference. It's made a difference in the past. It can make a difference this year as well. So, home cooking is usually pretty good at RIT. So yeah. hopefully, I would rather I mean, have I rather have a ton of games at the end of the at the end of the season to just kind of help your playoff placement, especially if you get some home games, you can get in front of the home crowd to help give you some boosts. That would, that's and one of the, one of those nine games is at Syracuse. So effectively, realistically, home games, essentially seven of our last nine are at home. Yeah. Cause we're going to take over Kennedy, but garbage Twice. dump. Um, <laughs> Dan hates when we try to talk Kennedy, but let me, I don't know how it's still, he's a Syracuse guy. That's why I don't know how it's still a D one rank. Like, the MCC Iceplex is nicer than that place. And that's a discussion for another day. Yes. Yeah. I have multiple opinions on that. Although, speaking of Tennedy real quick, we did make friends with the Zamboni driver over there, who is one of the nicest guys we've ever met in our lives, and he came over and talked to us and was, like, rooting for us <laughs> in the Lindenwood yeah. game because he loved our energy. I think he's an alum. I think he is. I think he's in our. He was at GPC during the Sacred Heart series. Yeah, yeah. He, he, came he and I go back and forth on Instagram every once in a while. He's he's he was a great dude. I I loved so getting to see him again will be a highlight too because he's just a fun dude. The bright neon shoes and the suit. Oh for my the, god! Yeah. That was that was the, <laughs> the highlight of the night. That was the best. <laughs> I mean, minus winning that game, but like, yeah, that was the number two highlight on that list. Um, does anybody the, else have any other games that they think of note or import or like big we should talk about? Dan, anybody else? Um, the I've I got mean one. it's the a random. little longer trip, but I think JJ and I are both planning on going up to St. Lawrence. Yes, uh, in November. Because I, I got a friend who plays on the Canton softball team that I could stay with to go watch that. So Dan and I, I don't know if I'll be able to make that happen because I might be going to Las Vegas to watch the Raiders, but. Um, if I'm able to, I'll go up to, I, I might go up for that one most likely. And I live like halfway in between <laughs> Slough and yeah. Rochester. So, um, and the other thing to bring up is a lot of these away games. If you've got ESPN plus, you'll be able to watch yeah, from home. You will. Cause a lot of these non-conference games are ECAC. So you'd be able to get a lot of them on there, right? ECAC is what it is, right? And hockey, ECAC yeah. and, and hockey, yeah, both of them. Which I'd love for us to get ESPN Plus, but that's probably not going to happen. 
I've like got not, an ESPN not... Plus subscription. Oh, I mean, so I mean, do I, I. I'm not talking about the subscription. I'm well, talking about having Atlantic and ACA or CHA actually uh, have. Oh, I'm not. I have ESPN Plus too. <laughs> I think all three of us have it. Wait, you got Plus two? Where do I get that? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got one more game. Uh, the Tuesday night St. Lawrence games need to stop. Yeah, can we not no, have any more Tuesday games? I'm, I'm I love so over that. Okay, listen. That was absolutely – there was nobody there. Listen, I have a love Okay, the last oh. one was literally two days before Thanksgiving. That's why nobody yes. was there. Listen, This I have a, time it's in January. Listen, I have a love-hate relationship with those games because on the one hand, they suck. They're on a Tuesday. That's garbage. On the other hand, though, that means no one will be there. So we can do you can hear every word I said. Can hear every single word I said. Games. We can just get up yeah, and I can... everyone over. <laughs> the the best is when Nate list. comes down underneath the press box and yells up to me. Uh, That's happened a couple times. Listen, I, mobile... even though the rink is so empty those nights, I could yell from the corner and you would hear me. <laughs> yeah, he probably could. Listen, but. I don't know if you hear me, but every time they say your name, I yell, yeah. Every time Rocky introduces you, I yell, yeah, Nance Gully. <laughs> yeah, there's enough of you that do that I can hear you just about every night. Listen, all I know is that for people who haven't seen it, Mobile Quarter Crew is great. We only ever do it at home. We only ever do it at home because, and we only ever do it on like Tuesdays when it's dead. The first time I ever had it was we ever did it. What game? Oh my God. It was my freshman year. And it was me and Kaz, who will probably be on here at some point. We were sitting together down with the corner crew. We all got up and moved. I forget. It was I, a Tuesday night against Canisius. Yes. Yep. That's what it was. We, we yep. went out there, and I think the goalie's name was Joey. And he skates out of the – he skated out of the locker room, and he sees us. And Andy, the old <laughs> guy that used to kind of be the head loudmouth dude – just goes, you thought you could get away from us, Joey? Here we are. And you just watched the guy just start muttering expletives under his breath because he was like, oh, my God, they moved to the other corner. No way. It's my favorite part. He was so mad. But those games are Goalies great because, like, there's nobody there. Period. So huh. Like, those Tuesday games kind of stink, but also, because eh, you can move to the other side and just start being all kinds of chaotic on the other end. Um, But, uh... Anything else schedule wise that you want to bring? I don't. I think Nate, you said that was the Saint the Saint Lawrence one at home was the one you want to talk about, really. Yeah, it's a Tuesday, and I hate it. Yeah, that is that's kind of stupid. Um, Probably the one last thing we should mention is the CHAs changed the playoff format yes. uh, again. I guess <laughs> um, the. Only the top four teams will make it this year, so oh, whoever right. finishes last is out. Um, so that makes those games at the end of the year even more very important. important. Semis will be best of three series at the higher seeds, and then championship so game just will be like a single game at the higher seed. Which I think so Nate, at GPC. Which Nate, because Nate and I went through and did the math on that, we were like. There could be weekends towards the end of the, towards like the end of the men's season because I mean obviously the women's seem the women's season ends before the men's does. Their playoffs are during while the men are still playing their regular. The season. the CHA championship could be the quarterfinals of Atlantic hockey, yeah, which is nuts. So that's that sucks. <laughs> I, mean, 
I mean, the, the we'll I'm have thinking, to figure that one out. I'm thinking. Well, I'm not even thinking but if it's away. I'm thinking if first. it's home. That could be insane. That'd be fun. CHA championship, <laughs> and then turn it over, and we got the Atlantic quarterfinals right off the bat. You know, you know. See, I, I'm very confident in this team, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think the championship game will be a GPC. Mean, prove me wrong. I don't think it happened. It's hockey. Prove me wrong, happen. ladies. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Um, use use that as fuel. Yes. Yep. Use you Nate can you screen you record that. Screen record that and put it on the TV in the locker room every game. <laughs> Zoom in. Please, I'm too. begging you to do that. No, what you have to do is do what the guys in Major League did and just make a cut out of them. You can like punch or something every time you win a game. You're like, yeah, take that, Nate Foss. <laughs> Hey, bring it right out mean, to the corner when you <laughs> skate out for the salute. Hey, 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 if they're if they're winning hockey games, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, <laughs> that, they're they're entitled to that. If Sacrifice for the good of the team. Um, <laughs> keys of the season. What do we? I, I think get the penalty minutes down. That's the big one. I mean, Abby spent about half her career for this past senior season in the box because she just liked to you know turn people into Swiss cheese against the wall. But yeah, but they deserved it. <laughs> That's one of the greatest things Dan Scully's ever said. Oh, I was not expecting you to say that, Dan. I love it. Well, you obviously don't you... remember that one of my three favorite players of all time is Abby Davies. Yes. <laughs> Listen, man, there's a reason we uh, she won the Vans Choice, because she was an offensive powerhouse, and she just was like, you know what? Forget the whole no-checking rule. I'm going to just start bodying people. Um, <laughs> get the penalty mess down. I think... Ending on a high note, like, you got to be able to finish games. Because like Nate said, there was two, uh, so many games where we went in the third period tied or, like, up by one or something, and they just couldn't hold on. And I think I think our record would have been much different had many of those games ended in our favor. Much, much different. Like, it would have been... Definitely. It would have been amazing. I'm not talking like five or six. I'm talking like maybe ten. Like it would have been a lot more. And I think, you know, this is going to sound obvious on the surface, but they've got to score more. Yeah. They only averaged about one and a half goals a game last year. And I I don't think they necessarily need to, to focus on, you know, taking better shots and stuff like that. When they had puck possession, they were already doing that. They need puck possession. They need offensive zone time. The goals will come. They have the scorers. I mean, there's an issue. I feel like too many times too, they didn't shoot enough. They just passed. They were trying, they were trying to find the perfect shot and it's hockey. Throw the puck on that and see what happens. Go to the, if you don't have the puck, go to the front of the net. Go hang out in the corner. Go, I mean, obviously, I'm not sure the defenseman, but if you're the other two forwards, go to the net. Get traffic in front. I'll, I'll also just add get this a stick to, on the puck. It could go in. To that point. To that point, there was so many possessions where you'd see us like we're on offense, and they're just kind of moving around. They're trying to set things up, and they're like they're just kind of making these quick little like dump passes. And like for me, I'm sitting there now. Obviously, this is a different sport, but like. My middle school basketball coach was pass it or shoot it, shoot it or pass it. Don't sit there and set stuff up. Shoot it. Just start taking shots. If you can't set things up, forget it. Just start chucking stuff. Just start chucking stuff. Something will fall in. Like, 
even if you get like a crazy shot that deflects off somebody and like it's just utter chaos, that's better than nothing. I could, I'd rather that than you just hang around and hope to God you can set up a perfect play because it's not going to ever always happen. Well, and if you've got somebody in front of the net, the one of the plays that they made work a few times last year was either intentionally shooting wide or or otherwise passing it off the backboard right back out in front and scoring on almost a surprise play it's not that doesn't work if you don't have somebody on top of the blue paint i'll also say that to piggyback off the point that dan said they spent so much time like when we're watching a game from section 118 in the corner crew the fact that we saw them on defense so much was insane. Like, and then when the sides switch and you got now Sarah's on our end, we barely ever saw them at all. Cause they're always on the other side playing D and trying to get the puck back. And it's like, that's something that's got to change, but I fairly confident that it's going to. You got to score on the power play too. The 12% isn't horrible, but. You got to cap. Even if you don't get the opportunities, you got to score when you're up. Agreed. They gave up. They also gave up a bunch of shorthanded goals too last year. And can't do that either. Oh, well, that goes right back to the puck possession point. They yeah. didn't. They weren't. I mean, how many? How many true power plays did we have? Like, I remember. There's a couple that I remember. We spent our entire power play on the other end. Yep. Playing yeah. defense. Gotta. You can't. And that. And that comes That's with time. One of the it comes things, with learning like, the system. It comes with coaching experience. Mm-hmm. As long as Celeste doesn't go changing everything up on everybody this year, I think it'll be. She, I think, is going to be. It'll a be better. Big, big, big key to this team winning. I think she's a fantastic coach. I think she's a players' coach, and I think she's the key to like bringing this unit together and turning them into an unstoppable force. They can go out and just kick people in the face all day long and make them look. And bad. I can't believe we got this far without mentioning it. Scholarships. Oh yeah, that's another big. One. Oh yeah. So we'll be we more people in that the scholarship aspect. I, I said it right from the start. I think it helps the women's program more than the men's. Yep. Because in women's hockey, there's less teams, yep. but. Are you going to pay to go to RIT or are you going to go to Penn State for free? RIT, now the now that play, that leveling, it, it, the playing field's level now. It, RIT, I've said it, has the facility, they have the backing of the school, they have the education, they have the community support. It's, the, why not? The scholarship was the last thing. Those last Send me out on the recruiting trail. Why wouldn't you want to go to RIT? Well, and, and to that same point, because there aren't nearly as many professional opportunities in women's hockey, you're much less likely to pony up the money to go to RIT. Yeah. If you can go someplace else for free, because at the end of the day, even if you do go pro, you're probably still going to be working a day job when you're not on the ice. I mean, which is where that, where the education aspect comes into like, that's, I mean, that could be the difference. Like, if you look at, not that I'm using Penn State as an example just because they're the only, they're the one team on my mind, but not that they have a bad education at Penn State. I'm sure it's a great, I know people that go there, it's a great school, whatever. 
but facility quality is probably pretty not, it's not better than ours equal it's the same uh, i've been to pagula it's really nice i was anyway, gonna say uh, that was a bad the, the facility that's a the facility all right so then let's go mercyhurst it okay we've we've all been to that rink at the dump <laughs> and why would you at least it's got heaters I think what we've established the last few weeks is that Nate thinks that every single arena that's not ours is an absolute dump, except for Pagula. No, that's not true. That's not true. Well, he, he's there's, a there's Sabres a lot of fan. Games. I can't imagine why he likes something with a Pagula, Pagula name on it. I'm a Sabres fan, too, by the way. Oh. Hey, I'm going to stay do? silent on that one because you guys are going at me. But, yeah, I mean, this year could be let's also look at the it, 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 can't, it, it can't like i said in the beginning it can't get much worse so and also there's only there are our conference is five teams as long as you're not dead last you got a good shot because all you gotta do is beat two teams and you win the title right. and they almost did it last i think year. i think the i think the semifinal setup kind of sucks now but I'm i like the three series of single elimination I, I don't know. It, it, it all depends on if you're looking from the bottom or the top. Syracuse probably right. likes the fact that it's a two game. Yeah, series because then I, I think because they don't run into that conference again. They don't run into the we're in overtime and in a, in a single elimination against RIT. If they put one puck in the net, we're done. Yeah, but you got to think, though, think if they played that well against them. Because I'll be honest, I don't think they get into the tournament without the auto ball. So their season's probably over if they lose that game. Yeah. But now that it's a series, they you have a game to give, essentially. And I've seen it so much in college hockey where the lower seed wins game one and then the upper seed says, Oh my god, we actually got play wins the rest of the series. So I, I still think it's wild that I mean, the one takeaway I'm taking from like I was talking about the playoff schedule is the fact that like we legitimately are basing all of our thoughts around this on Syracuse because they're just that good. That's the thing. They're the team to beat. They won they the are. conference. For I'm reason. literally not scared of it, any team in our conference except for them. I'm serious. I'm not afraid of Lindenwood at all. They'll be they'll be interesting though because they have a new coach. Exactly. So right. who knows? That could but, make a, that, I mean, that could throw them on a wax so hard, but it could also be another thing. Where like, Penn, the Penn State's there. an older team; they've got experience. Mercyhurst is an older team; they've got experience. True. Lindenwood's to, kind to of—I think Lindenwood's kind of in the same boat as us. They had a younger team, but they're. Yeah. To be fair, Syracuse's new coach was an assistant at Clarkson when they coached. Um, I'm not going to think of her name off Multiple. the top of my head, but. Patty Cass yeah, yeah, multiple national yeah. championships, and it. Um, who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. Especially in a season as long as this one. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's where yep. we're gonna wrap it up. Um, I want to thank very much Dan Scully for coming on and uh, spending some time with us to talk about this. Hey, stuff. This is Scully. not the last time you will see Dan Scully. We definitely had some fun stuff planned for him. Absolutely in the future, not. Of which he is like. Both equally he excited no and idea, terrified yeah. about because he doesn't know what any of it is. But all he knows is this is great, but also like, oh my god, what in the world do you have planned for me? Um, e- equal amounts of terrified and excited. <laughs> exactly. There we go. It'll be great. Um, the next uh, next time you see us, it'll be after the first women's 
well, after the first women's game, it's their first exhibition. It'll be after that. Um, we'll be previewing actual games. I know it'll be great. Um, well, I'm so excited. Well, we'll we'll be doing our season. We'll we'll be doing our weekend review afterwards. Um, well, that'll be our first weekend review. Is after that PSU game. Okay. I'm excited for that. Um, expect to probably see Dan back in some capacity for that. I'm not gonna say what, but he may be around for that episode. Um, Hopefully, we'll have still waiting to hear back from. Sports info, but yes, hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll have a player on as well. I'm hoping we can get some people to talk on, about cause... it. Or yeah, Dan, help hopefully. us out with that. <laughs> yeah, Dan, tell Tim to check his email. <laughs> I love. The Should I that send Tim's him an email? This episode and be like, these yeah. guys are like harassing my athletic staff to try to get me on here, and now he's gonna be like, you know what? No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- uh, thank you everybody again for turning in. If you have not checked the description for Instagram links. Twitter links. Do we still even use Facebook or not really? It's still there. We're going to get better at it. Hopefully. Uh, this year. I actually have the password now. So. Oh, <laughs> we did be. before. I knew hopefully, that. You, 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 hopefully we'll be better now. Um, Discord, if you're not in there, it's links in the uh, Instagram. Go into that. Join on. It's fun in there. We all talk. Again, Don't forget, to, to, it's not too late to get your season tickets. RITtickets.com, yeah, GPC box home, office. Homecoming tickets are still on sale. I don't know why that section not sold out yet, but it better be soon. Um, Again, like like the video if you enjoyed it. If you're on Spotify, make sure you subscribe. Same thing with YouTube. Um, We're on both. We I don't know if we're going to keep it to both right now, but we'll see. I think, we're bo- I think Spotify has been fun. We're going to keep it with YouTube for sure. Um, We'll keep going with some stuff. It'll be enjoyable we're there. But trying to get onto Apple. It's a little more complicated. Apple's but, a little tough, but Spotify's yeah, we're still working there. on it. Uh, but Sorry, think, Dan. I know you're an Apple podcast guy. I use both, personally speaking. But that's just I'm me. an Apple podcast guy. <laughs> <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. Unless Apple you... sponsor. <laughs> Apple sponsor. I need a new phone. Hashtag not sponsored. I mean, hey, my iPhone 13 says otherwise. Um, <laughs> that being said, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will see you all very soon for the first ever weekend review. Uh, Thank you all and have a very great night. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.